Greetings, my fellow Wayfarers and sojourners on this road of life. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell, welcoming you back from this 4th of July weekend. I hope you enjoyed some rest and relaxation with loved ones, friends. Uh, Wendy and I certainly did down at the lake and uh, just had a wonderful, relaxing weekend. But we're back at it on this Monday morning. And so our chapter a day post this morning is from Exodus, the 32nd chapter. And I pulled out the first verse. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. I've entitled today's post, Before Old Things Pass Away, They Often Lure Me Back. Now, along my life's journey, I have gone through multiple stretches of time in which my life experienced major change. In each one, it was a period of upheaval, deep introspection, conscious breaking with old patterns of thought and behavior, seeking to reach for new things that were further up, further in than anything I'd experienced before. Each time I have gone through one of these shifts has been a period of discomfort. Comfort, on the other hand, I found to be both simple and easy. All I had to do was stay in the same patterns of thought, relationship, and behavior. Now, when I was in my mid to late 20s, I began to seriously address some hardwired, addictive behaviors and unhealthy patterns of thought and relationships in my life. I began working with a counselor, started going to support groups with others who were dealing with their own unhealthy patterns. And one of the things that quickly came into focus for me was that many of the patterns of thought and behavior that I was struggling with were present in me as a child and in my adolescence. Now, in a moment of what I consider to be God's synchronicity, I just happened to be traveling on business to the city where my older brother lived. Now, my brother is seven years older than me, and we rarely saw one another back in those days. We got together for dinner that week that I was in town, and I discovered that he was walking his own version of trying to figure out his own unhealthy patterns. As dinner turned into several hours of late-night conversation, we found ourselves attempting to unravel and understand something that was a mystery to us both. Why, when we returned home as adults, did we fall back into what felt like this defined role that we had always played in the system with which our family operated, complete with scripted lines and well-rehearsed relational blocking? My brother and I walked that stretch of the journey together, and in fact, I think we would both admit we're still on it, but together we've made some significant progress and some really worthwhile personal discoveries that have informed our respective lives and our relationships. Now, for anyone who grew up watching the Ten Commandments with their family every Easter, Passover weekend, today's chapter should be eerily familiar. Several chapters ago, Moses went up to the mountain to talk with God, and it's been over a month now, and he still hasn't come down from the mountain. So the Hebrews basically give up on their relatively new leader and his unfamiliar God with his really strange belief system, and they approach Aaron and ask him to make for them a God just like one of the 1,500-plus gods they were familiar with back in Egypt. Aaron relents, makes a golden calf god, and Moses finds the camp in religious revelry when he comes down from the mountain. Now, I confess this morning that every time I have watched the movie and every time I've read this story before, 
I have been led to this prescribed audience reaction. I shake my head and I whisper a tsk, 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 tsk in self-righteous judgment for the weak-minded Hebrews. This morning, however, I am seeing it in a whole new way. The Hebrews were only doing what I so often do. I try to push forward into being more like Jesus and how I think and act and relate to others, only to find myself slipping back into comfortable old patterns that are comfortable, simple, and easy. I spiritually go home and just mindlessly play the old role I've always played. It's just easier. I mean, the Hebrews are simply doing the same thing. God is pushing them out of Egypt, out of victim mentality, out of chains of slave-mindedness, into spiritual boot camp of the wilderness, into a new way of understanding and a new level of maturing relationship. It feels hard, uncomfortable, strange, unfamiliar. So what do they do? They default back to what is familiar, comfortable, and easy. So in the quiet this morning, I'm recognizing a pattern that has emerged in this chapter a day journey through the Moses story. Have you noticed? I keep seeing how the Moses story relates to the Jesus story. Jesus, like Moses, led his followers into major shifts in understanding God, how we have a relationship with God, and how that should lead us to relate to one another and our world. However, when the Jesus movement became the institution of the Holy Roman Empire, it was the golden calf moment for Jesus' followers. In short order, the Jesus movement slipped back into old, entrenched patterns of hierarchy, patriarchy, and religious institutionalism. How do I change? How do I grow? How do I allow old things to pass away and lay hold of the new things that God has for me? Well, I'm, I'm still learning that piece, but I have learned along the way that it takes both willful determination as well as the faith to jump and trust that the net will appear. It requires the patience and perseverance to endure discomfort, to keep running even when I hit the wall. It's helpful, almost essential, to have good companions with me and good mentors out ahead of me. It demands that I learn to have grace with myself when I stumble, stall, and fall back, to receive the grace that God endlessly showers on me if I simply open my heart to it. It requires that I press on. And so, on this Monday morning, I am lacing him up once again. Just another wayfaring stranger on his way home. It's over there, just over Jordan. Thanks for being my companion on the journey today, my friend. Let's go. Let's go.